The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I am Will Brinson. I am your host. I'm wearing black, all black on this somber day. I'm just kidding. Uh, the Philip Rivers Retires Emergency Podcast, streaming live, actually, on Twitch and on YouTube. Joining me to talk about Philip Rivers' retirement, his ultimate Hall of Fame candidacy, why he is the greatest quarterback drafted from the 2004 draft class. Uh, noted quarterback scholar Ryan Wilson. Ryan Finley Wilson. What's up, buddy? Yo, yo, yo. I was shocked by this news. I were was. You, I was going to say, were you shocked? Yeah. Um, so I, anyway, look, Rivers is, I, I thought Rivers would come back for one more year for sure. I mean, he played really well throughout the course of the 2020 season. He played really well in the playoff game against the Bills. They, they, Colts could have easily won that game and, you know, then you're, you know, who knows what you do? Easily. Not easily. It was a, it was a three point game. They had the ball with the chance to go win. I mean, I, look, they outplayed him in the first half. Whatever. I mean, we're not, we're not re, like, we're not, we're not. By the way, just so we're clear, we're in the denial stage of grief. Go on. I'll, I'll point them <laughs> out as we get through them. <laughs> um, no, look, I, I thought he would, I thought he would give it a, a run for one more year. And I sort of wonder the timing of this. And it, uh, by the way, today, January, Wednesday, January 20th. 13 years to the day that Philip Rivers played in the AFC championship game with no a, with a torn ACL. As a reminder, Wilson, when he tore his ACL, couldn't walk for six weeks, six months. Philip Rivers was playing in a, uh, in a football game the next, the next week. Um, anger, go ahead. <laughs> what's, what's after anger? <laughs> You'll get to it. So I'll just tell you when you hit it. <laughs> um, and also it's a, uh, significant, I'm trying to find this, a significant day in, um, uh, Roman Catholic. What's, Debo, are you Roman Catholic? Debo's not. Debo's Catholic. He's doing work though. What's this got to do with Catholicism? Uh, I'm trying to find it. Hold on one second. Let me see. Where's the statement? He had a statement that he put out to ESPN. So every year, January 20th is a special emotional day. It is St. Sebastian's feast day. Also, the day I played in the AFC Championship game without an ACL, and now the day that's for 17 seasons, I'm announcing my retirement from the National Football League. And just for uh, truth's sake, Debo's Lutheran. Ah, okay. That's what I would definitely would have picked him as Lutheran. Um, obviously, I'm Christian. Um, I'm Baptist. I'm, I'm a Presbyterian. Anyway, Philip Rivers retires. Uh, you know, look, I, I think that – this the timing of this though, the fact that he chose to do it on January twentieth on that special day for him he gets to line everything up that that works out pretty well. But the timing of it in terms of how quickly it occurred after the season leads me to believe that this is actually more his decision than the Colts' decision. Would you agree? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. he was already awarded the high school job in Alabama, where he is going to be named coach whenever he chose to leave the NFL, and in the 
San Diego Union Tribune story, which I think actually broke the news. Kevin Ake, uh, awesome, awesome uh, writer for the uh, San Diego Union Tribune. Um, and it's a very Philip Rivers thing, by the way. I was going to finish, but I, I was just going to point out that like Kevin Ac is the guy who covered Rivers longer than anybody else throughout the course of his career. And it's very on brand for Rivers to go give the scoop of him retiring to the guy who covered him the longest. Mm-hmm. So carry on. Yeah, so he's going to go coach this uh, football team in Alabama, high school football, and he said he wanted an opportunity to meet these kids. He wanted to show up, you know, in August or whatever. And there, if you're watching live, you can see Philip Rivers, uh, voodoo doll <laughs> taking the place of Will Brinson. Uh, bargaining is where we are now, it sounds like. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, shocking news. I think it was all Philip Rivers' decision. I would imagine that Chris Ballard, the, the, the general manager and Frank Reich, the head coach would, would have been very interested in, in having him come back for one more year. Jacoby Brissett's deal is he's now going to be a, a free agent in a few weeks. And, um, we can talk later about the, the implications, but in terms of Philip Rivers, in my mind, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, it's those oh. three, it's those three quarterbacks in the 2004 class. Do you know who remains active from that 2004 draft class? All JP players? Loesman? Who? No, JP Losman is still playing. That's right. Oh, it's got to be a kicker, right? Think about the 2004 class. There are three quarterbacks. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald. He's not a quarterback, but that's one. <laughs> oh, there's hard- a quarterback who's still active. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger. You did the, you did the hard part. You got Larry oh, I, thought, I thought you were, I thought you were like, sorry, I, I was, I sort of had already put Ben in the retired pile, I think. He could. He's not yet officially, but this may actually prompt him. But right. So the only two left players left from the, uh, draft class of 2004, Larry Fitz, Big Ben, Matt Schaub is still, uh, he played in 2020, but it, it looks like he's going to retire as well. I don't know if he's made it official yet. So those are the two guys left standing. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Matt Schaub. You're right. Good call. Um, oh, no, Matt Schaub retired. So it's just Roethlisberger. He, he did announce it. Yeah, he, yeah, he said okay, it. Yeah, so that's right. So we're down to two. You remember the Falcons tweeted out there like quarterback Matt. It's like, like it's some, the way that they announced it was like, are you kidding me? Like he made it sound like Matt Ryan's like, you know, the way. But what I was going to say is that, uh, I think that he's a Hall of Famer, Philip Rivers is. And if, you know, Super Bowls was going to come down to, but he to me, ha, in terms of, he's better than Eli Manning in terms of play by play to play. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, ultimately, Eli, it's good that Philip didn't retire the same year as Eli, in my opinion, because it would be, I don't know. I don't see this is, this is what I'm trying to explain to my friends on this text thread about this. We're, this we've been talking about this for months, like whether Rivers is a Hall of Famer. I, I think he's getting in. Uh, Prisco, I was texting with Pete earlier. He thinks he's getting in. Um, Rivers is fifth all time, is eighth all time in wins, which, you know, we agree is not a quarterback stat, but matters when you're com- talking about, uh, you know, when you're doing comparisons of players, he's fifth all times in pass, passing yards ahead of Marino, fifth all time in passing touchdowns, also ahead of Marino, uh, f- and, um, uh, fifth all time in passing completions. No, he does not have a Super Bowl. And really, I think, and I think that's, it's kind of, I don't think it's dumb to suggest that you can't, if Philip Rivers has a Super Bowl, we're not having this conversation about is he a Hall of Famer? It's just a slam dunk. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. With him and Drew Brees, who presumably is retiring as well this year. Will he, will Drew Brees and Philip Rivers, do you think that the Hall of Fame voting committee will put Brees and Rivers in on the same ballot? No, I don't. I, because, and I've, I'm trying to explain, again, I'm trying to explain this to my friends. This is how they operate. They, like Kurt Warner was eligible to go in the same year as Brett Favre's first year. 
but they tend, if you're talking about like a, like a legendary, like if you're talking about like a, like an all time great, they tend to defer to that person and bump maybe the, the next person a year back. But this would become problematic for Philip Rivers if Tom Brady retires after next year or Big Ben retires after the next year. Like I think they might put Big Ben and Philip on the same ballot. Would that be crazy? Well, I mean, what do you mean? Oh, put them in together at the same time. Yeah, because you only have five guys get in at once. I don't know. We'll see. I don't need to put two quarterbacks in because those two quarterbacks, they want each guy to have their moment to shine. Well, and, I mean, and like, I think Breeze would be pissed off if Rivers went in with him. I don't. Matters. Who cares? He's the guy who replaced him in San Diego. I don't know. You go up there, you give your speech, you can talk for as long as you want, and, and then you get your yellow jacket. I don't think players really care about that. I just don't know because of the Super Bowls. I don't know if he's going to go in right away. That's, that's my concern. I, I agree with that. The lack of playoff success, which is a narrative that is just, you know, pushed for whatever reason may cost him a first ballot opportunity and the presence of Drew Brees. I think if Brees comes back and plays in 2021, which no one thinks is a likely scenario, then Rivers would be a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer because he'd be the only quarterback on the ballot to deal with. Does that, I mean, I know that's dumb. It really is dumb. It's so stupid how that works. Like, is he a Hall of Famer? Yes or no. Then put him in. It shouldn't be, all right, let's one quarterback at a time. When you, especially when you have a group of guys like we have right now with Breeze, Brady, Roethlisberger, Eli, Rivers, all these guys are retiring at the same time. Like Aaron Rodgers might retire in three years. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? So Brady. So, um, he didn't play his first two years, which we sort of forget. He was on the bench in 2004 and 2005 behind uh, Drew Brees. Correct. As you mentioned. So he's, 17 seasons, he's played 15 years. Of those 15 years, he's had nine winning seasons. So six, uh, 500 or, or less, eight and eight or, or worse seasons. So I don't know. That seems good to me. Um, Roethlisberger's never had a losing season. Tom Brady has never had a losing season. You know I mean, what I mean? Yeah. Manning certainly has. That's where I kind of, I kind of lose me on it. And it's, like if Philip Rivers had been drafted by the Steelers, does he have a losing season? No. Yeah. The Chargers are a are a garbage organization. And Rivers lifted them up for a lengthy stretch of time. I mean Depression. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, one more. <laughs> reality setting in. No, I mean I just think that like Ben Roethlisberger had two coaches his entire career. You know, it's going to be Bill, Bill Cower who drafted him and Mike Tomlin who replaced Bill Cower. Philip Rivers has had, I mean, I mean, what do you have? Marty Schottenheimer. Then he had North Turner. Then he had Mike McCoy and then he had Anthony Lynn. Oh, good and job. Not quite the, uh, not quite Cower and Tomlin. Not quite the murderer's role of coaching. I mean, yeah. And then Anthony Lynn ran him off so he could. Accidentally stumble into and to get fired because he couldn't win enough games with Justin Herbert. I wonder who it was. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, look, I understand the arguments against Philip Rivers. There's nothing I can say to to argue against the lack of Super Bowls or the fact that you know six non-winning. Well, so do you count? Are you counting? You're counting an eight and eight as a. That's not a winning season. Okay. So Rivers in his first year. 
They went 14 and 2, 11 and 5, 8 and 8 after they fired. So they fired Marty Schottenheimer after his first year when they went 14 and 2. And that was 2006 when they went to the, you know, he, in his first year, he went to the AFC championship game with the torn ACL. Um, and in that 14 and 2 season was all about running the ball. I mean, they ran the ball so much. They didn't allow Schottenheimer refused to let Rivers throw the ball. You can see that he only threw for 3,300 yards. Yeah, yeah, 3,400 yards. I mean, he had a really good season, 22 touchdowns, nine picks. Uh, let me ask you this. At any time during his career, was Phillip Rivers a top-five quarterback? Yeah, I'm sure he was. I have to go back and – I mean, he played forever, so I have to go back and look at the Football Outsiders numbers. But, yeah, um, I would imagine the year – what year did he go to the, uh, the AFC Championship game with that ACL? That was his first – that was that year, 2006. Oh, so that, that was 2006? Yeah. yeah. Man. He led the league in passing in 2010. All right, let's take a look at what Football Outsiders has, because I can't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah, absolutely, he was a top-five quarterback, probably a lot. No, I like Phillip Rivers, and I said no, this no, on the- I, I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, I think the tough part is that, yeah, look at the Football Outsiders, I look at the passing. So the year he led the league in passing, Peyton Manning was two, Breeze three, Shaw, Eli, and then Carson Palmer. So I think that year he was probably a top-five. Tom Brady was MVP. He was number two, according to Football Outsiders, behind Tom Brady in 2010. He was number two? He was number uh, two in, in total value and three in value per play. Okay, so see, that to me is where you start to really make the case for a Hall of Fame career. And here's the thing, worth noting, that same draft class in terms of uh, value per play, uh, oh, that's the wrong Manning. Peyton was five. Big Ben was two. Wow. Eli was 17. So, Yeah. I mean, Eli won two Super Bowls. Good. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not, we're not getting into the Eli versus Phil argument, but I think that you can easily – you know, take a couple of years and you can find spots where Phillip Rivers was a top five quarterback. Yeah. Hey, listen, his, his first season as a starter, when they ran the ball a ton, he was seventh in value per play as a passer. Phillip Rivers was. What was he in 2011? And 2006, just ahead of Tom Brady, too, by the way. 2011, Ooh. he was. But Tom Brady was Rishay Caldwell year. Phillip Rivers was seventh in value per play in 2011. Uh, number eight. Eli Manning, number 10, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it really is the Super Bowls. Like it's not, it's surface level analysis, but it's, you know, it's, it's hard to argue with because again, they're Super Bowls, but I don't think that Super Bowls fairly adjust for the stuff that was around these guys or the situations like Eli Manning, you know. Well, I, here's I, the thing. If Eli Manning doesn't win the Super Bowls, doesn't make, doesn't play 30 minutes of great football, he ain't getting in. Correct. But, you know, he won the Super Bowl, so what are you going to do? Um, Put him in. So we agree that Rivers is a – We, you and I both think Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I think there are people who – the people who don't want Rivers to be a Hall of Famer are largely Eli Manning fans. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm just trying to think, like, Frank Gore's played forever, and he's played at a pretty high level. I'm not sure if he's a Hall of Famer. I think Philip Rivers has been a better player than Frank Gore, even though Frank Gore has done some pretty remarkable things. Yeah, I think Philip Rivers played for started for 15 years, never missed a single game in his 15 years. Went to the playoffs uh, six, seven times, I think, if you include the Colts year this season, and you know his um, when you look. It, part of the problem is you look at his, you know. Postseason gate, like his postseason career, and he's five and seven in the postseason. That's not ideal, right? Sixteen yeah. touchdowns, ten interceptions. I'd have to check. I would imagine Roethlisberger's record not it isn't bad. Uh, unless you're Tom Brady, you're typically five hundred or worse in the in the playoffs because just one and done. And you got to wait a whole another year to get back there. 
Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. The, the, the torn ACL was after the 2007 season. Okay. Okay. Right. Oh God. Cause they lost the pay. I, I'm an idiot. Sorry. I did the January math wrong because they lost to the undefeated Patriots team in the AFC championship game. Like he went and had, and they lost by nine points to that all time Pats team in, um, 2006 was when they lost to the Pats in the divisional round on the Marlon McCree when they were 14 to two Marlon McCree picks off Tom Brady and then they force McCree fumbles. Brady gets the ball back and they go down and win the game. That was a brutal loss. Marlon McCree. That's old school. The year after the, the, the ACL game, they lost to Pittsburgh in the divisional round. Oh, okay. So what's his playoff record again? Uh, five and seven. Okay. I thought 12 and eight is what, um, Aaron Rodgers is right now. Big Ben is 13 and nine, which is actually better than I thought. Right. So, um, let me see what Eli's is. Eli might be good only because he doesn't go very often. All right. So of those losses, God, so it's so frustrating. Um, I mean, he beat Peyton Manning. No, he beat Peyton Manning once in the playoffs. No, twice in the playoffs. Oh my God. He beat Peyton Manning twice in the playoffs. Eli's, Eli's, play, Eli's playoff record, by the way. What's that? Eli's playoff record, by the way, eight and four. <laughs> All right. This is getting hard, harder to sell. No, but I mean, like, Philip Rivers has three playoff losses to Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, the, the benefit of Eli Manning, and I'm not, like, he beat he beat Tom Brady twice. Yeah, but you're in the NFC. But he still you're, beat you're him playing, twice. You're in the NFC from 2000 from 1999 to 2020 or 2019. For, if you were in the NFC in those 20 years, you had a much better shot of making a run at the Super Bowl than p- dealing with Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady. Uh, and the Giants went to the playoffs six times in the Eli Manning era. Yeah, it's comparable. Um, yeah, Rivers losses are this year to Josh Allen, 2017 to Tom Brady, who won the Super Bowl, 2013 to Peyton Manning. Ugh, lost to the Jets in that ugh, ugly game. Ben Roethlisberger once and two more to Tom Brady. Uh, you know, it's tough. You lose to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl or the playoffs a bunch. What are you going to do? Um, okay. So enough. Going over Philip, this is where, this is where it gets bogged down is the problem. You start digging into the playoffs. You're like, ah, five and seven, not very good. Uh, I think if you dig into the individual matchups, it's a little bit easier just because of who he went against. I, I don't think there's anybody in the world that would say that Eli Manning was a better quarterback, but there are people who will say it, but oh, like there, there Rivers, people who say that. Philip Rivers is just a, like factually a better quarterback than Eli Manning. Eli Manning has the Super Bowl rings. Um, Ben, ben Roethlisberger. And I think Philip played at a, a similar level. Big Ben's better, but yes. Big Ben has the rings. So what are you going to do? Um, and, uh, and so that's why Ben is a lock to get in. I think Eli's a lock to get in because of, you know, his name and, and the Super Bowls. Yep. I think Rivers will get in. He will. Yeah. The media really likes Rivers. Yeah. In fact, Prisco was on, Prisco's on HQ talking about he loved Rivers more than you do. So that should give you some indication of how well liked he was. Pete texted me a picture of him and Rivers talking on the sideline. There you go. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. 
The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. All right. So let's talk about what this means for the Colts. What do the Colts do at quarterback now? Well, it's funny because um, when I went on HQ, there uh, the Colts have twenty first pick, and Brandon was saying, it, Brandon Baylor was saying, "Hey, do we? Did, are they going to trade up for?" It? I was like, "Well, they did draft Jacob Eason last year in the fourth round, and it was actually best case scenario for Jacob Eason because he didn't have to play. Philip Rivers came in; he could sit on the bench behind someone who was actually uh, a legit good quarterback. It wasn't like a you know Andy Dalton situation. No disrespect to Andy Dalton, but he's not doesn't feel like a, a mentor in the way that." Philip Rivers would be, or even Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I think you, if you're happy with Jacob Eason's progress, you roll with him because he was a in the day two conversation right up to the moment he went in the third in the fourth round. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about him perhaps coming back to Washington, which I thought would have been best for him. But he landed in a pretty good situation. We talk about it all the time. You just talk about Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers landed in Pittsburgh, for example. Landed for the Colts. You might hate the fourth round part of it, but you're in a in a great organization. You're not playing for the Jets or whatever. So. Now with that 21st pick, you can draft an offensive lineman. Anthony Cassanza retired. That's a huge problem. You can draft a cornerback. Xavier Rhodes had a, signed a one-year deal. We'll see if they bring him back. You can, you can draft a safety. They're going to have some safeties whose contracts are going to be up. So there are a lot of things you can do there. They have all their their draft picks. Uh, I don't know if they want to trade up or trade down. They traded last year's first-round pick for DeForest Buckner, and that was a home run. So right now, I think plan A is to reevaluate Jacob Eason and see how you feel about him. And if you like him, move on to – Offensive lineman, cornerback, even draft a wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton's contract is up. Zach Pascal's contract is up. So, I mean, they're in a good spot. Yeah. I mean, they're in a good spot. They just don't have a quarterback. Well, it feels sort of like the Broncos did a year ago. Like, okay, this team's going to the playoffs if Drew Locke can put it together. Drew Locke couldn't put it together. I had a couple guys get injured. So I think they're better than the Broncos were a year ago at every position. Um, you know, quarterback is the, the question mark for both teams still. But I think if 
Let's see. If Jacob Eason plays, I don't know, replacement level. And who's replacement level quarterback this year? Let me see. Mm, Alex Smith, as always. Yeah, if he plays like Alex Smith, not not in terms of the actual way he plays, but that type of production. Um, Teddy Bridgewater was a was a replacement okay. level quarterback. There you go. Jared Goff. So yeah, that he's going to play like Jared Goff or Teddy Bridgewater this year. I don't know. That would be good or bad. That'd be pretty impressive. Yeah, because let's see, where is Drew Locke is is thirtieth <laughs> last year, twenty twenty in terms of total value. So right, that's that's a concern. So yeah, so that's what you got to sort out. Daniel Jones was thirty two, by the way, <laughs> total value. <laughs> so that's the that's the issue. How well, far can you go? Well, about, well, now here's the here's the other thing too. Yeah, we say it was probably mo- it was mostly Philip Rivers' decision to walk away at this time. It's also possible that the Colts are looking at the the market, the situations out there right now, and saying, "All right, look, like Philip, you know, the, you know, like I would have to assume that he talked to Frank Reich, that he talked to Chris Ballard, sure, and that he, and, and the other thing, just to mention too quickly, you pointed out that he wants to be able be ready for his, the kids that are coming in for that. He wants to know the kids that are coming into that. Yeah. That his son Gunner, which is Gunner Rivers, what a name, is um going into eighth grade." Which means next the year after that he will be eligible to play on the the high school football team, right? Yeah, I would guess that Philip Rivers would prefer not if, if and Gunner's a really good prospect. Like he's like so. I would guess guess he's that, a quarterback probably. Yeah, quarterback. I would guess that Philip Rivers prefers being there a year, coaching the team without his son there, and then letting Gunner come in. As opposed to showing up with his son and being like, my son's a quarterback. Let's get going. I, I know that's kind of a silly thing, but I think that matters for, from like a. And who knows if you're going to play ninth grade anyway? He might have to play the JV team. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm just saying, I think Philip Rivers wants to get his, get, get started with the team and establish himself as the coach rather than showing up like I'm former NFL quarterback Philip Rivers. Dadgum, here's my son. He's starting. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I think that's something he concerns himself with greatly because this is a guy who left the Pro Bowl for a father daughter dance, you know, a daddy daughter dance at one point in his career. I mean, he, he cares deeply about his family, obviously. And so I think that matters as, as to the Colts. So, um, you know, I think they probably look at this landscape and say, all right, like Sam Darnold might be available. Matt Ryan might be available. Matthew Stafford might be available. Carson Wentz is possibly Wentz, available. Stop it. Let me ask you this, though. That's the question. So that's a lot of money invested in two old players in Matthew Stafford and, and Matt Ryan. You're not getting a one-year Philip Rivers deal or whatever Brian Fitzpatrick's yeah. contract is. Carson Wentz is a – he just ran down the organization in, in Philadelphia. Is that what you want? And he sucks. Is that what you want? And who was the first name you mentioned? Uh, I said Matthew – Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford. So Matthew Stafford has two years left on his contract with very negligible cap hits. $19 million in dead cap, $33 million cap hit next year, $26 million dead cap, $26 million cap hit. Matthew Stafford, if the Lions want to try and acquire some some assets for Matthew Stafford and believe that they're rebooting, Matthew Stafford is a prime trade candidate. What? I'm not giving it more than a first-round pick for Matthew Stafford if I'm the Colts. I, I, but I think the Lions would take that in a heartbeat. Oh, just the first round pick? Hey, listen, hey, we'll give you this year's first for Matthew Stafford. Now, the question is, do you want to do that if you're the Colts? Because Chris Ballard's that's not really been his M.O. Maybe you can get Stafford for a second round pick. Well, they traded DeForest Buckner for a first round pick, and that was a home run. Yeah, but that was sort of like, hadn't they already gotten Rivers, and they were kind of pushing all in on this year? And DeForest Buckner's still young, and they got him under contract. Yeah. 
Lab I mean, Matthew Stafford, you would be giving up a first round pick for uh, multiple. Yeah. So what, um, well, look at it this way. It's a first round pick. Oh, worth more they, than the playoffs. You, sorry. You, you mentioned it. What picks do they have in the 2021 draft? 21st. And then they have all their first round picks, but they 21st. don't have the extra picks like they usually do. No, 21st, 54th, 85th of the first three picks. Okay. So I, man, I don't know if you give up 21 for Stafford. Well, here, let me put you this way. 54. I'd give up 54 for Stafford. Yeah. No kidding. So would you give up 21 for the, for the, 95% chance you go to the playoffs the next two years? I think you do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that's the math. I mean, you're not going to win the Super Bowl necessarily, but we'll get you there and you have a chance. And Matthew Stafford is better than Phillip Rivers Um, at this point in the proceedings. I think that if you put Matthew Stafford in a winning environment with a guy like Frank Reich, that he would yeah. have a monster season. I think it's going to take more than 21st now that I've talked about it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it ain't going to be just a 54th. That's insane. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't, it depends on what are the Lions trying to do? What are, like, what are, what are Dan Campbell and, well, Bobby, hey, Bob Hughes, Billy Brad, Hughes, Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes. Why can I not get this guy? You call him Bobby Hughes. Um, I'm sorry, Brad Hughes. Yeah. I think, and, you know, I think we'll probably talk about this on the Dan Campbell emergency pod, but do you want to hire a coach? Brad Holmes. I'm going to say it five times. Brad Holmes, Brad Holmes, Brad Holmes, Brad Holmes. That was four. Um, do you want to hire a coach and a GM and then trade your best player and then try to rebuild after the Matt Patricia era? So that's the question they have to answer. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, again, we talked about this. Like if you, if you, if you trade Matthew Stafford and if, if you lose, if you're going to lose, you better lose without Matthew. You better get some assets back from Stafford and, and then lose. Yeah. But I just feel like the Lions are so desperate not to re completely reboot that they might not be willing to do that. Matthew, Matthew, Ryan, Matt, Ryan, Matthew Ryan, Matt Ryan, although, you know, they did. These guys are calling, you know, Matthew Stafford Matt. So clearly, they're not really locked in with, you know, what the, what this guy is is all about. Um, Matt Ryan's contract. If I get that friggin' thing. To, oh, the the other thing is, what if you trade for Deshaun Watson? Yeah, no, that's on the table. Uh, that'll cost you a lot more, but then you're set. They're not going to say trade within the division. I would imagine you wouldn't think so, but the Texans are morons. That that is also true. And there's also the argument that you trade within the division and you come away with you you hurt like if you take three first round picks from the Colts, you still lose with the Texans. <laughs> probably. Um Matt Ryan's contract is a lot more difficult to trade before this season. I think Matt Ryan plays for the Falcons in 2021. I think Arthur Smith wants to win. I don't I just don't know what the plan is for the Lions. And I could see them being told to reboot and to move on from Stafford. Uh Carson Wentz has is obviously connected with this, um, you know, with the, with the Colts because of his history with Frank Reich. I don't know that I would want to, I thought Philip Rivers played, I mean, I, everyone would agree with this. Philip Rivers was better than Matthew Stafford. I mean, better than Carson Wentz last year. It's not even close. Carson Wentz would have meant to that in his heart of hearts. Yeah. Uh, and Carson Wentz, again, you have this massive dead cap hit and a massive dead cap hold and a, and a and huge cap hits for the next year. The, that contract's a mess. You have to really be convinced that Carson Wentz is the guy. Also, how is this real? Do you know how old Carson Wentz is going into next year? Do you know what year his season will be next year? He'll be 27. 29! Oh god. He's, he's just a year younger than Taysom Hill? He's like two years younger than Philip Rivers. He's like, he, Carson Wentz is three years young, three years older than Philip Rivers' youngest kid, oldest kid. Not really, but I, I mean, Car, god, I don't know if Debo, I mean, that, how is 29 already? I guess so. 
what Debo says chill, he won't be 29 till week 17. That's fine. You can be 30 in 2022. Man, Carson Wentz is old. That's Elisa's worries. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm trying to think of anybody else that might be available for the Colts. I suppose they could go to the draft. They could re-sign Jacoby Brissett. They are big fans of his. Cam Newton. What are you going to do with him? Can he play safety? <laughs> Linebacker. Defensive end. There you go. It's the Colts are a fascinating situation to watch. I don't think yeah. they're re, I don't think they're rebooting though. They're too good. The roster's too good. They're not rebooting. I'm I want to see what happens with Jacob Eason, and that's a lot to put on a kid that you're not sure about. A, a mid round pick who you know, rookie season in a pandemic year. I think Darnold makes a ton of sense. Well, that means that they're doing something else at number two, the Jets are. So Oh, and uh shout out to my cousin Aaron. Had a baby, Finley Aiken Fawcett. A beautiful little kid. Uh, not not the same day that Philip Rivers retired, but actually yesterday we found oh, out. There you go. Um, I was texting with her now. Anyway, uh, is there anything else that we need to cover in this episode? We're at thirty minutes now. I think that's it. Dios. What's that? I said Viacom Dios, Philip, and your bolo tie. I know. A lot of people thought Philip Rivers would be good to Monday Night Football. I don't know why people thought that. Oh, here comes Debo. Uh-oh. No, I just wanted to add, since it's... Oh, Carson Wentz's name! Nope. Hold on! Nope. Since it seems like we're wrapping, we had a comment on Facebook from a loyal listener, Mac Martin, who predicted the over-under for this episode to be 44 and a half minutes. So I'm very proud of you, Brinson, that we kept it to around 30. Uh, we also had the over-under set at six and a half. Philip Rivers doll references. I think we were only about one or two. Well... Thank you for everybody for watching. I, you know, I got I mean, like, I wish Philip had come back for one more year because I'd like to see him make a run at it. But I also think that Rivers is the type of guy where I don't want him to be out there really like Drew Brees this year. I know they made a deep run, but the, the, you know, you don't want to, you don't, I mean, I can't, and I can't, I can't watch Rivers having a Brees like season where he's just totally washed and, Everybody is just tagging me like every hour of the day. I can't handle it. And there it is. Acceptance. We got all five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was a really thank you for this grieving process, everybody. I really, really worked through some stuff there. Um, and I like, I, I, Debo was even like, all right, time for an emergency pod. I was like, we have to do one. It's like, yeah, this is the clear cut most emergency. I was pod shocked ever. to hear that. You better well, believe when Andy uh, Dalton retires, we are firing up. Andy Dalton. Talk about it. Nah. Are we doing, are we doing one when Carson Wentz retires? In next year. <laughs> he retires this all season. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Um, Diva is throwing out Mike Lennon is available in the chat. He is available. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the Philip retire, Philip Rivers retires podcast. What a run. Whew, man, you know, you're getting old when, uh, when the guy who played quarterback when you were at college is, Retiring after a, after, after a lengthy stint in the NFL. Nearly two decades. <laughs> Real reality checks setting in for your boy here. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, can't wait to figure out who, um, who my next team will be. Hmm. In 2021. Very excited to, uh, to try and find one. Brian, thanks for your time. Debo, good stuff Debo. as always. Leave. See you guys later. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 